it is appealing Everything the traffic will allow Nowhere could you have that happy feeling When you are stealing that extra bow There's no people like show people They smile when they are low Yesterday they told you you would not go far That night you opened and there you are Welcome to the latest edition of Break a Leg. My name is Ian Cheeseman and this is all things theatrical and musical theatre. We will play a lot of show tunes a little bit later on, but in the first hour we're going to have some great interviews as well. The final part, my interview with Mike Bat, the man behind the Wombles and so many other great, great songs down the years, is on the way very, very soon. But first, one of the greatest opening numbers from any musical ever. And I think it's the third longest running on Broadway. It is, of course, The Lion King and The Circle of Life.
song from, of course, the fantastic Lion King. So just before we meet Mike Batt for the third of my uh, big, long interview with Mike Batt, uh, let's hear another song from a great, great show, The Greatest Showman. I hope this is going to be made into a stage version fairly soon. I've heard that it's on the way. This is a song not as familiar as some of the others. It's called Tightrope.
song, underrated one in my opinion. That's Tightrope from Greatest Showman. Now, if you've been listening during the last few weeks, you'll have heard parts one and two of my interview with Mike Batt, the man behind the Wombles, and so many great, great songs like Bright Eyes. Here's a third part. I talked to him about his musical influences, i.e. musicals. I didn't want to mean musical people. And uh, he talked to me about his hopes to one day create his own sort of jukebox musical based on his own songs. Well, essentially, that's what... It, this is um, going to be, but um, I, I just don't want to. I don't know to what extent I can really d- uh, do do that, where you just think make a jukebox musical of your own songs. Um, and apart from which, I'm not that well known in, for example, the states. So um, you know, you've got to think how many big hits have I had that are international enough. To, Certainly not as many as ABBA, um, but you're right. No, but just... you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Again. No, go, you're a go. musical genius, and how who am oh. I to suggest? But even stuff that from the Wombles could be could be used with different lyrics. You're such a witty writer that it would be, seem a shame not to use the content that is so beloved from the past. I know no. it's probably something that you look back on now. I don't know how you feel about it and think, you know, it's labelled you and it's tarred you, but I actually think you should envisage, and with your wit, the way that you could include those songs, I, I can see you being very, very clever and very funny. Well, you're, you're um, very kind, um, and I should actually say that my embarrassment of shoving songs in and thinking about the audience rolling their eyes and going, oh, God, he's put that one in just because he wants it in. Um, that, 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 um, and particularly as a lot of the, my best songs aren't necessarily hits. You just mentioned Sometimes When I'm Dreaming, which was recorded by Agnetta. It's been recorded by Katie Melua, which was my doing, of course. Uh, and I did it with Art Garfunkel, but it's never been put out as a single. Doesn't mean it isn't. Uh, you know, as good as, I don't know, any of the others I've written, but I'm just saying it hasn't been out as a singer, so it's not as well known. Um, but, One of the best songs, by the way, I've ever heard in my life. Oh, well, that's very kind of you. But I must, uh, you might be pleased to hear that this musical we're planning, um, I did say to my co-writer that the play, he's writing the play, the book, as we call it. I'm writing this, all the songs or sourcing them. And um, he, he, I did say to him, that song was written for a musical, but not used. I, it was commissioned uh, for the musical Marilyn, exclamation mark, in the, uh, as it, when it opened in London. And the musical didn't, wasn't successful, but on, within, in the week of, the, uh, of their previews, the producers came to me and said, look, we've got this musical. We're not sure there's a hit in it. Um, could you come down and see a preview and let us know whether you agree? I went down that night and I heard it, saw the musical, and I, I, I said the next day, look, I, I'm afraid I agree with you. I don't think there is a hit in it. I'm not wanting to be um, detrimental to the, to the writer of it, but I forget who the writer was. Anyway, um, I, I went off and wrote a song that night, and it was that song. And it was to be sung when Marilyn Monroe was sitting there with a bottle of pills, bringing all her friends, lonely, dejected, wondering how all these friends have, you know, never, she's never really found that person that's 
that's that's been the ideal person for her and that understood her and that could um you know help her through life and and that's when she commits suicide although i know there are theories that maybe the it was the fbi or who knows what since then but that the, that that was the way it was in the in the musical and anyway the uh, director um who had not known about the producers asking me uh when he heard they played him the song and he said look i i just don't have time to put this in the song we're already on our third preview we're opening in three days i can't make my cast learn this all of a sudden and change all the cues so i'm not putting it in so the song just hung about until i used it with art garfunkel and katie and without me knowing uh agneta uh of abba recorded it and hers is the best version of the three as far as i'm concerned the others they're wonderful singers uh but but Agnetta's is, is the is the most soulful um version of it and i i agree with you i think it probably is one of the best songs if not the best song i've ever written it was written in about an hour in the middle of the night the night before i delivered it uh, in a little um office in wardour street um a top floor office that was also doubled as my doubled as my um place where i lived at the time because i was should we say between wives and I, I didn't have any uh you know my first wife had the house and i hadn't quite um should we say connected with my second wife by then so i was sort of in between um in between the i was in the middle of, right in the middle of my between my what's the word how do you how can i say this without saying rude or or um, inappropriate um, it was it was right in the pivotal point between my two um uh long long term relationships and so i was living in a garret in woodrow street and i wrote that song at that time for that reason and um yeah so i i did say to my co-writer i think it would be a good idea if our heroine in this particular uh railway hotel musical should should feel like this at some point uh and there's a very good reason why because we're basing it on a true story or at least the, the the ignition point for the drama is the fact that my granddad was shot by his mistress in 1941 having run away from my grandma and her two daughters i.e. my mum and her sister and uh, in 1941 they were in a, in a flat in um, Hampstead and uh they were found the next day on the bed hit her she she shot him then she went off somewhere and then she came back and shot herself on the same you know they were found anyway grisly details but i've always wanted to know about that and i found out that and then i found i'm looking to find more details but but we're basing that um we're basing the musical on the the idea of of two people who run away together and we, uh, I'm not going to tell, tell you any more about what happens, happens but, but it's, it's not, not quite, quite exactly, exactly the, the same story as happened to my granddad, but it's based on, on, a, on a true story. Sounds fascinating. Mike Bat with his hopes to have a musical on stage, who knows, maybe in the northwest of England sometime soon. But just before I let him go, I wondered, because obviously he was the man behind the Wombles, what is his favourite Wombles song? The favourite answer to that when you're asked it is to say it's a bit like choosing which of your children you prefer. Um, 
and it would change from day to day. I think, um, I mean, I, I quite like, I, I'm, I'm, I think Nashville Wombles is one that I, that, that, uh, that uh, floats my boat because it's got a nice natural grittiness to it. It's a, it, all of the Wombles songs have got a, a kind of sense of humour to them, but it's kind of got a, it sounds, I, I like to think it sounds genuinely as, it, as if it could have been cut by a, a, a Nashville group. It was inspired by uh, John Sebastian of the Loving Spoonful, um, a band that was prevalent in the 60s. Um, they had that song, What a day, what a day for a daydream, what a day for a daydream boy. Well, he wrote a song called Nashville Cats. And so it's a slight, let's call it a tribute. It doesn't steal anything from it, but it's got a tribute to the sound of that. And it, that's me again, wanting to have a go at doing some Nashville stuff. And I, oh, I also knew some really good players, including B.J. Cole on steel guitar, who I always use for everything on steel guitar, whether it's a serious piece, piece or, or a womble, womble piece. piece. And, and um, I, was I was lucky enough to get him to play steel guitar on it. So we were able to make it sound quite authentic. Well, that's a brilliant Mike Bat, singer-songwriter extraordinaire, the man behind the Wombles, and his favourite Wombles song, for now at least, Nashville Wombles.
Gisborne, Warley. This is your local radio station. This is Ribble FM. I'm Ian Cheeseman, and this is Break a Leg, all things theatrical and musical theatre. And in a few moments, you'll be meeting some of the performers of an Amdram performance of Titanic. You'll hear all about them in just a moment, but first of all, I've got to play this now, haven't I?
but will go on. From, of course, the film Titanic. Now, the Ensemble Theatre, which is based in Denton, uh, is a brilliant, brilliant organisation. I went along to meet... Uh, the brains behind that a couple of weeks ago, you might have heard my interview with a young lady who runs it all. But you're going to meet some of the performers of their version of Titanic, which runs at the Festival Hall in Denton from the 17th to the 25th of July. Three of the actors on the way now. Hi, I'm Rose and I'm playing Delia Watts. Hi, I'm Sue and I'm playing the unsinkable Molly Brown. Hello, I'm Alan and I'm playing Front of House. So, here we are. Three of you are involved in Titanic the Musical, which sounds really exciting. First of all, give us a little flavour of what you've been doing to get to the stage we're at now, which is still in rehearsal. How's, how much of a commitment is that and what have you been doing to get this far? Um, so, so far we do a Wednesday and Thursday at the Festival Hall and um, we've been running through the script and doing our song in, songs and dancing and we've got a live orchestra as well so we've been trying to put the songs that we've been rehearsing in with the orchestra and kind of everyone just comes and gets involved. And you're, I mean, you're quite young, aren't you? So t- what, how have you got into this? I mean, how old are you and why, why are you doing this? Um, so I'm 14 and um, I've always been passionate about the arts and I was looking for a place that kind of, um, where everyone's involved, everyone's creative and also a place that, um, see, because Janet writes her own scripts, it's original and everyone kind of puts a bit of their own ideas in so that everybody feels like in the finished product they've had a part in it. So um, that's what I enjoy. And, and, and you're playing an Irish character, does that mean you've got to have an Irish accent? Well, um, I'm working on it. Hopefully, by the time it comes, I will do. But it's hard to kind of get the mix of... Because I've got to sing as well. Singing an Irish accent's going to be hard. <laughs> now, you're not quite as young as the... No, I'm not. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're yeah. a little older. I'm 21 plus VAT. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you come into this, then? What, what's your motivation to do uh, this? Well, my motivation was I was going to be an extra because, of course, Janet and the team had been coming into the centre and we, we were part of the women group and then uh, the auditions were, were happening so we went along me and my sister-in-law and a couple of others thinking we were just going to be extra sort of swanning around somehow we've all ended up with parts uh, and I've got to do some speaking and some dancing and some singing which will probably clear the place when I start singing but luckily it's only a line yeah and you're playing a character that everybody's familiar with who knows the Titanic story Molly yeah. Brown yeah. is there a bit of pressure on you to, to deliver this one no, I've not even watched the film. I'm just doing the Mancunian. You've never watched the film? No, I haven't. I'm doing... Well, I know how it ends, don't I? So I'm going to actually do the Mancunian version of Molly Brown because I can't do accents, you know. I've been throwing off games with my granddaughter because I'm not good at accents, so I'm going to do the best I can, but uh, I'm sure it will be interesting. Tell me a little bit about your background then as well. Yeah. Why, why are you involved in this? Well, it all started when I came in here. I... When we're saying here, we mean... Yeah, the community centre in uh, Denton. I bumped into Janet and a couple of her friends, started chatting to them, and they told me about what was going on, so I just left my phone number. A couple of weeks later, I didn't expect it, I got a phone call offer. You've got a part in uh, a show at the Coliseum, Oldham. And since then, I've been coming round to the rehearsals on a Thursday night and got another part. You haven't got a theatrical background then. This is something that's come to you later in life, is it? Yeah, only last year. Yeah, it's just I was doing nothing at a loose end a bit and uh, went along, Janet had a chat with me and 
She... As she saw something that I didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> how, does, how does this make a difference to you as a person, then, being involved in this? Well, it's just something else to, to do. Now I'm retired, it's something else to do. What did you do before? Uh, I was... Uh, I worked at... Uh, well, I did 38 years on training bus drivers. Then uh, a few years at uh, Thameside College doing a, assessing and IVing work. And I still work, like I'm working today at uh, concert, Coldplay. I work at City. And then, Just of course, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, Only Fools and Horses had a Uncle Albert character. Yeah. And he was actually a bank manager, I think. And it was only when he retired that he actually went into acting. So maybe this is a new career for you. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm quite enjoying it. It's a, a nice group. And we all seem to get on. So, yeah, if Janet's doing another one after this, maybe a pantomime, I wouldn't mind being a Dave. <laughs> <laughs> what does it feel like to be on stage then? I mean, you know, if, if this is something that you've not been familiar with all your life, correct me if I'm wrong, what does it feel like to be up on the stage with those lights on you and, right. the, and the audience reacting? Uh, in, my, in my paid work, I used to do presentations and training, and so I was used to that. Well, this is very different because I could remember a whole presentation, I could remember this, that and the other training programmes, but what I have to do now is remember a script that is not written by me. So that is a real skill, and when you've been retired a few years, it's not quite, your brain cells aren't working quite the same. So it's actually quite a good challenge because they say you do something different every day and keep learning, you know, once you retire. So I think I'm definitely learning something, certainly the dancing as well. Are you a, you say you didn't watch the film, but are yeah. you a theatre fan? Do you go and watch theatre? I do like theatre, yeah, yeah. And, and since COVID, I haven't been quite, I haven't been at all, but, uh, yeah, I do like the theatre. But having said that, I can't remember anything that would help me, you know, because obviously they're really professional actors. The only thing I've done that's anything like acting was some years ago, me and two police officers did a, a, a thing about domestic abuse, you know, it was based on Punch and Judy, and I was the baby. So, uh, obviously, that isn't going to help me with this, you know, because uh, all I did was cry and say, Mummy, you know, and all that. But, uh, you know, I don't mind it. I like trying different things, you know. It's what life's about, isn't it? And theatre yeah. in Manchester, I mean, I go to a lot of shows in Manchester. It's yeah. very, very varied. Oh, As a yeah. young person, 14 years of age... Is theatre that something that's relevant to you to watch? I mean, I know you're involved in this production, but is that something that really excites you, watching theatre? Yeah, it definitely does, and um, especially the community around theatre. It's things that aren't really talked about a lot in Manchester because um, kind of even though these kind of big theatre happens, we don't really see what goes on in the background, and it's a lot of hard work and... Um, and to put on a big production like this, especially in a place that hasn't had a production in there, is bringing the arts to a place that hasn't had it before. And um, I think that's really special. How much does arts ma matter to you then? I mean, what, when you're, you, you go to school, obviously, and you do all the things, do all the friends talk to you about theatre, musical theatre, or is, are you, do you feel as if you're the only one? Um, well, at school, theatre isn't really seen as a cool thing to do. It's kind of seen as um, kind of an uncool, unpopular thing to do. But I really like theatre and I see that maybe the, the reason why it's seen as so uncool is that people aren't getting involved enough in things like this. So um, even though my friends don't talk about it, when I come to Ensemble Theatre, everyone there loves theatre and they were part of a community, so that's really nice. 
You think you're unusual because all the time I've been sat with you, you haven't had a phone in your hand, you haven't been texting anybody, you haven't been looking, you know, and that is quite unusual among young people these days, isn't it? Theatre is all about giving it 100% attention, whether you're on stage or you're off stage, for maybe two two hours. That, I don't see a lot of youngsters doing that these days, so are you unusual, do you think? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. And I think maybe that's a big part of why um, theatre isn't as popular in young people because we're kind of, during social media, we kind of shut everything out. Whereas if we're more um, aware of our environment and we're getting involved in more things like this, um, it'd be a a lot more of a bigger thing. You're not going to get me to disagree. Those are very wise words, aren't they? Yeah, very. Yeah, very. I mean, we're, we're, you know, you and I, us, us, you two and me are of a different generation. Oh, yeah. we, we're used to watching things and paying full attention to it, but those are very wise words, aren't they, from a young person? And it encourages you to think that mm. the world's in safe hands. Well, it does. I mean, I've got, I've got a, lot of, um, I, a lot of respect for young people. They get a really bad press. A lot of my working life was working with young people. And I saw a lot of people giving up time to do good for other people, you know, really altruistic. And what I've seen at Ensemble is that being played out again because they're actually helping us that, you know, are a bit wary and, you know, my singing voice is, like, dreadful. And I was a bit apprehensive about singing, you know, because I've been at concerts and my sister said, can you not mime, you know? So uh, they're sort of saying, no, come on, you can do it, you know? And, and, and I think as we're all getting to know each other, we're having a bit of a laugh as well, which makes it a lot easier, you know? So it's certainly bridging a lot of gaps because it's a really inclusive group of people that have come together and I think we're all learning from each other but yeah the young people have been fantastic they really have I'm told that some of the songs in this show are songs that people will be familiar with uh, is, is there a song in the show that you three can agree on that I can play on my radio show now to represent this particular version shall we go with you as the younger person um, well I sing New York Empire States of Mind by Alicia Keys and I think that's a really good song to represent um, New Hope in the show. Brilliant. Well, we'll play it for you. Break a leg. Have a great show. Yeah. I'm sure you'll um, you'll be able to sing in tune and all sorts of no. stuff. No, there's no chance of that. I, I'm actually murdering Forever Young by Becky Hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll not play that one. We'll no. play. <laughs> but anyway, have fun, enjoy yeah, and break a leg. It's, it's nice to see them re-doing something with Festival Hall because it's sat idle. It's nice to have some... Hopefully, this will give it a new lease of life and some things, more things will be on at Festival Hall. It's nice to go there for something other than a Covid jab, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) The sinking of the The Titanic Titanic reignites reignites the... uh, Or reinvigorates the Festival Hall. Hall. What a nice circle that is. Break a leg. Thank you. So, four roles, Alicia Keys and Empire State of Mind. Oh, New York. And uh, one of the songs that will be in their version of the show at the Festival Hall in Denton from the 17th to the 25th of July.
Ribble FM anytime, anywhere. Download our dedicated smartphone app. Go to ribblefm.com. Always on theatre and musical theatres, this show being Break a Leg, I like to champion people who are involved in Amdrams. This next group, the NK Theatre Arts, which are based in uh, Romilly, and they perform their shows at Romilly Forum. Uh, they are performing Mar- My Fair Lady from the 21st to the 24th of June. And I've been meeting a couple of the people involved in it. You'll hear from one of them in a, a subsequent episodes of this show. But first of all... The director, Kerry. Hi guys, I'm Kerry Day and I'm directing My Fair Lady for NK Theatre Arts, uh, which is on this in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. Uh, and this is something that obviously as a director, yeah. you must dream of doing a show like this. I mean, it's such a well-known show. Uh, it is. Harrison and Audrey Hepburn and all that and whatever cast you've got in front of you, you've got a lot to live up to, a lot of the expectation to live up to, haven't they? Well, do you know, actually, Ian, I first directed My Fair Lady in 1998 with about 200 children and young people in it. I think the oldest member of the cast was 19, and that was back in the days when we were known as Northern Kids Theatre Company, and we were based in Tameside, and it was at Tameside Hippodrome. But now this time... Um, in the past few years, NK has become much more of a theatre company for adults as well as uh, young people. And we do regular performances, uh, which we have open auditions, and My Fair Lady was one of them. So I have now got a cast of 34. I think there's probably only about four children in it. And they've been amazing to work with. So we've had a fantastic time with, with this uh, wonderful cast for doing My Fair Lady. It was, currently the pro- professional production was running in Manchester do you go and watch shows like that or do you have in your mind how you want it to be on stage mm, yeah no, that's a good question uh, of course yes we did go and see the uh, the most recent production of My Fair Lady in fact I saw it in London before I saw it in Manchester and they very much made it uh, more PC I think with the uh, fact that uh, Eliza actually walks out at the end of the show. She walks out away from Higgins. Uh, this time, I think we've been stuck. We've stuck to more the traditional view, where there is a romance between them. And I've definitely focused on the romance blossoming quite early on in the in the show. So yeah, they they she certainly doesn't walk out on this one. That's very interesting because obviously theatre is changing. I mean, I went to watch uh, The King and I fairly recently uh, and you do see changes in the way that shows are done. Do you think that's for the better? I think it's up to the individual director as to how they perceive the show and how they want to want to direct it. Um, my view is that uh, love crosses all uh, barriers and uh, that is exactly what, what I've done with this one. Um, yeah, I mean, Higgins sings the most profound song with uh, I've grown accustomed to her face. He's obviously fallen in love with her. And she clearly has been in love with Higgins for quite a while. And I think that should be developed rather than ignored. Even uh, in Little Mermaid, the live action film, which has just come out, I know they also wanted to the words of Kiss the Girl because they didn't want to look, make it look like the man was forcing himself on the woman. We're living in strange times where 
you know, things are perceived and, and different sort of groups in society think, well, that's wrong. It isn't something I approve of. How do you negotiate <laughs> that as a, as a director? Um, well, I think as a director, you've got to have the uh, control over how you show you want the show to go, how you feel as a director that the show should run. I've not had any questions at all from the cast or from the principals. I've got an amazing cast. They've worked so well together. They're a joy to work with. Um, we've had fun. We've had focus. Everyone on stage is as important as any of the leading characters. Uh, and, and the main, the, the supporting characters are absolutely brilliant. They've, they've done really, really well. Uh, and they've been a joy to work with, as I said. They've been brilliant. They've been like sponges soaking up direction. So, yeah, we've had a, we've had a good time with this show. <laughs> we really have. And obviously, and I don't mean this in the wrong way, but as an Amdram, the spotlight is less on you than it is on a professional production. So whilst professional productions have to tread very carefully to, you know, to, to be PC, I suppose in a way, you know your audience, you know your cast, you can you can just do things in a traditional way and nobody's going to really object, I guess. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. No, I think that I think... Uh, the way the show was written and I think it's the emotions and the feelings of the two characters uh, Higgins is a confirmed old bachelor but if you listen to the words of his uh, uh, first song that he sings he talks about his relationships with women failing and I think this particular relationship with Eliza is one that is developed and isn't a failure and that's how I see it that's how the principals have gone along with it. And that's how the cast are enjoying it. So there we go. It's a great venue. Romley Forum is some a place that I've known or heard about particularly all my life. It's, it's one of those traditional venues, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. We've been so blessed with getting the Forum Theatre. Um, and NK Theatre Arts began its life in 1988 as Northern Kids Theatre Company and it was an after-school activity initially and then more and more kids came from all different schools and then when the opportunity came to move from Tameside where we were based, we were based in a school in Tameside, when that opportunity came we sort of grabbed it with both hands and uh, went to Stockport which was a huge change in everything uh, and because the kids, a lot of them were still with us and they were like adults so we changed the name we kept the l and the k but we became nk theater arts we've been in romley now for about 17 years and uh yeah it's an amazing venue we've been very blessed with uh, stockport council supports they've been terrific and uh it, it's our theater and uh every penny that we earn counts and goes towards making the theater better place for people to work and enjoy amateur theater and we, we get quite a lot of professionals now engaged uh, um, working with us. Like we had uh, Serene McKellen came, we've had Peter Andre, and a lot of tribute acts use the theatre. So as a venue, it's a really, really active, lively and exciting venue. And it's a beautiful theatre. More power to your elbow. And uh, as, as your <laughs> production is concerned, as, as I, I always say, say break, break a leg. leg.
Oh, thank, thank you, Ian. Ian. <laughs> thank, thank you. That's Kerry from NK Theatre Arts, the director of My Fair Lady at Romley Forum from the 21st to the 24th of June. And if you live in an area, your area, and you're thinking, I love Amdram, and I'd love to have some publicity on that there break a leg, then you can contact me, Ian Cheeseman. I'm on Twitter. That's the easiest way to do it. Even if you're not, find somebody who is. At Ian Cheeseman, my direct messages are open, and I would love to feature your show, your ensemble, your group on this here programme. Because Amdram, professional theatre, doesn't matter what it is, theatre, musical theatre, isn't it brilliant? Here's a great song from a great show to finish this hour, Heart of Stone from Six the Musical. You've got a good heart, but I know it changes. A restless tide, untamable You came my way and I knew a storm could come too You'd lift me high or let me
Gisburn, Longridge, Clitheroe. This is your local radio station. This is Ribble FM. Benny, can't you see you're making a fool out of yourself? No. No, this is right for me. But is it right for Nick? I'll make it right for him. Listen, Fanny, take my advice and don't. Don't tell me not to live, just sit and putter. Life's candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. Don't tell me not to fly, I simply got to. If someone takes a spill, it's me and not you. Who told you you're allowed to rain on my parade? I'll march my band out. I guess I didn't make it But whether I'm the rose of sheer perfection A freckle on the nose of life's complexion A cinder or the shiny apple of its eye I gotta fly once, I gotta try once Only goodbye once, right, sir Ooh, love is juicy, juicy and juicy I gotta have my fat, sir Get ready for me, love, cause I'm a cunt I simply gotta march, cause I'm a drummer don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. I'm gonna live and live now. Get what I want, I know how. One roll for the whole shebang. One throw that bell will go clang. Eye on the target and wham. One shot, one gunshot, and bam. Hey, Mr. FM streaming from our website and on smart speakers live and local across the Ribble Valley Ribble FM News from the Sky News Centre at 10 there's still no sign of a missing submersible and it's thought there's around 40 hours of breathable oxygen left on board the US Coast Guard's told Bedia about the complex hunt for the lost vessel five people including British billionaire Hamish Harding are on board the Titan which went missing on Sunday during a trip to see the Titanic shipwreck ex-Royal Navy officer Rear Admiral Chris Parry says it's going to be hard work to try and save them even if we do find it We've got these experts coming together, we've got this machinery coming together, but I'm not seeing anybody coming up with a solution as to how they're going to bring this thing to the surface again. The US president says he supports his son, who's expected to plead guilty to failing to pay income tax and has done a deal on claims he illegally owned a gun. Hunter Biden's agreed to admit to two counts relating to not coughing up what he owes to the tax man. Social media influencer Andrew Tate's to go on trial in Romania after being charged with offences including human trafficking. He denies the allegations, as does his brother Tristan. 
A public inquiry has heard that the impact of COVID-19 pandemics and lockdowns had damaged a generation. Former Chief Medical Officer Dame Sally Davis became emotional as she gave evidence earlier and apologised to the families. Australia captain Pat Cummins admits their two-wicket victory in the first Ashes test over England's cricketers is the greatest win of his career. Number one, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, start of an Ashes series, number one. He hit the winning runs as the visitors chased down a second innings target of 281 at Edgebaston. England failed to take the two wickets they needed to earn the win. Scotland lead their Euro 2024 qualifier against Georgia 1-0, with them still in the first half at Hampton Park. The game was delayed for an hour and 40 minutes because of torrential rain in Glasgow. At one stage, their opponents refused to go back out. That's the latest. I'm Rachel Huston. very much for staying with me for the second hour of the show when we concentrate a lot more on the music. There's no particular theme today, just lots of great show tunes. So we're going to start with Come From Away, the musical of course about the planes landing at uh, 9-11 in, uh, I think it was in Maine where they landed, these planes, this is where the story's set anyway, and it's all about the people of that area looked after them. This is called Me and the Sky. American captain in history 
are not our niche market. There are some very interesting ideas here. They're all stiletto heels. It's physically impossible to make a stiletto that can bear the weight of a full-grown man. Not so fast. If we could mold the steel, one piece from ball to heel, we'd underpin it and remake it so not even Don could break it. Sorry? I said... We'd underpin it and remake it so not even Don could break it. Yeah? You think? We can do it! We can do it! We can do it! Features songs from all sorts of different shows. We started with Come From Away and Me in the Sky, then Sex Is In The Heel from Kinky Boots, of course, written by the brilliant Cindy Lauper. And now the title track from Legally Blonde. <laughs> You really earned it. Warner, shut up. Take back the books and pack up the clothes. Clear out the room and drop off the key. Leave what's left of my dignity Get in the car and just go Chalk it all up to experience They said I'd fail, but I disagreed Who could say then where my path would lead? He 
kissed me, then he fired me, and he made it very clear I don't belong here. He's wrong. Hey, we'll fix it. We'll fight it. Emmett, please. There's no reason for me to stay. What about love? I never mentioned love. The timing's bad, I know. But perhaps if I'd made it more clear that you belong right here, you wouldn't have to go. Cause you know that I'm so much in
Kings from Billy Elliot, the musical. Brilliant, brilliant show, that. And what about this one? This is a classic. West Side Story and a boy like that. Ian Cheeseman here with Break a Leg. Glad you're enjoying it. Hope you're enjoying it. There's great music in this hour.
106.7 Ribble FM. You're listening to me, Ian Cheeseman, with Break a Leg, all things theatrical and musical theatre, each and every week. Same time, same channel, every single week. Sometimes we have a theme. Sometimes we have, it might be ballads, it might be showstoppers, it might be... Three shows written by the same writers, and I do admit that I like writers. For example, in the coming week, we're going to hear from uh, Dear Evan Hansen writers and, uh, and also Alan Menken, one of the great, great Disney writers. But this week, I just thought for a change, you know, uh, just change things around a little bit, we'd just do some iconic songs from shows, just a, an odd variety, really. Now, Edina Menzel is one of the great, great voices of musical theatre. And when I say that name to you, you probably think of Wicked the Musical and this particular song, Defying Gravity. Something has changed within me. Something is not the same. I'm through with playing by the rules of someone else's game Too late for second guessing Too late to go back to sleep It's time to trust my instincts Close my eyes and leave It's time to try to find gravity Kissing me good Says they're so Some things I cannot change But till I try I'll never know Too long I've been afraid of Losing love I guess I've lost Well if that's love it comes in Then much too high a cost I do not buy to
gentlemen, the Crystal Room is proud to present the club debut of America's newest recording stars, The Dreams. Every man has his own special dream, and your dream is just about to come true. Life's not as
was the first one to wear shiny clothes? Little Richard. That was me, baby. I started that. You remember that burgundy jacket I had with the boat lighting on the back? Lightning was in glitter. Glitter shiny, baby. Hey, Jimmy. Dina Jones and the Dreams. Rumors at Abbey Road say George Martin is keen to work with the talented trio. Could they be ready to record with the Fab Four? Well, the boys will just have to wait. These girls are busy blazing a trail across the globe. That is the fabulous Dream Girls from Dream Girls. Uh, a couple of songs coming up now back to back. First of all, from Waitress the Musical, You Matter to Me. I don't know if you went uh, lucky enough to go along to the AO Arena in Manchester where they did, or have done now actually for two out of the last three years, the big, big musicals night out. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, You Matter to Me was sung from Waitress the Musical in the first of those three, just after we were coming out of lockdown. And then, from the Gary Barlow-written musical, yes, him from Take That, Finding Neverland was the musical, you'll hear Stronger. You never quite say, but I hear Come out of hiding, I'm right here beside you And I'll stay there as long as you'll let me Because you Face. And they don't try to kiss you. 
from the great Finding Neverland. I've never actually seen the show, but I've certainly listened to the full soundtrack. And I must admit, there was a, there's a great uh, film version of that as well with Johnny Depp and with Kate Winslet. That it's not that, it's a musical, dedicated musical written by... Tim Firth, who always works or tends to work on musicals with Gary Barlow and Gary Barlow himself, Finding Neverland. So we've got uh, some more songs to come before we, we finish for this week from Phantom of the Opera, from Pirates of Penzance and from Newsies the Musical. You're listening to Ian Cheeseman. This is Break a Leg. We'll be back right after this. Listen to Ribble FM anytime, anywhere. Download our dedicated smartphone app. Go to ribblefm.com. Well, it was only a few short months ago that Phantom of the Opera closed down on Broadway for the final time, and it is and has been the longest-running musical in Broadway history, which is some achievement. Andrew Lloyd Webber, of course, is the man who wrote the music for that. And now it does mean in the short term, because Bad Cinderella, his latest musical, has also closed, there is no Andrew Lloyd Webber show on Broadway. Unbelievable! Anyway, to celebrate Phantom of the Opera, here's All I Ask of You. Forget these wide-eyed fears I'm here, nothing can harm you My words will warm and calm you Let me be your freedom Let daylight dry your tears I'm here, with you, beside you To guard you and to guide you
What a beautiful, beautiful song from Phantom of the Opera, All I Ask of You. Probably just sums up the musical as much as anything, really. Now, that is a, a musical, I suppose, that's somewhere in the middle. It's not dead old and it's not dead new. We've got a newish one to finish off with in just a second or two. Well, Pirates of Penzance has been around for a long time. I've seen a few Amdram versions of this. And this, of course, is the one that everybody knows and likes to join in with. This is I Am The Model of a... I'm not going to say the rest of it because you'll want to sing it, but here it is. Of a modern major general, I've information, vegetable, animal, mineral. I know the kings of England and I quote the facts historical from Malafon to Waterloo in order categorical. I'm very well acquainted too with matters mathematical. I understand equations both are simple and quadratical. A binomial theorem, I'm teeming with a lot of news. Lot of news? I've got it. Who oh, with the many cheerful facts about the square of the hypotenuse? Good at integral and differential calculus. I knew the scientific names of beings and in calculus. In short, in matters vegetable, animal, and mineral, I am the very model of a modern major general. I know I'm mythic history, King Arthur's answer paradox. I answer hard acrostics, I've a pretty taste for paradox. I quoted elegiacs, all the crimes of heliogabalus, and conics, I control peculiarities, parabolus. I can tell undoubted Raphael's from Gerard Dawson's Ophanese. I know the croaking chorus from the frogs of Aristophanes. Then I can hum a few, but which I've heard the music's dinner for. Ooh, dinner for, dinner. got it. And whistle all the airs from that infernal nonsense dinner for. Washing bill in Babylonic uniform and tell you every detail of Caractacus is uniform. In short, it matters that you took a land of mineral. I am the very model of a modern major general. It's only modern major general. In fact, when I know what is meant by Mammelon and Revelin, when I can tell at sight a mouser rifle from a javelin. When such affairs as sorties and surprises I'm more wary at And when I know precisely what is meant by commissariat When I have learned what progress has been made in modern gunnery When I know more of tactics than a novice in a nunnery In short, when I've a smattering of elemental strategy Oh, I say strategy, 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 strategy. Oh, that, that, that's a hard one, isn't it? <laughs> I've got it. You'll say a better major general has never sat at tea. For my military knowledge, though I'm packy and adventurous, has only been brought down to the beginning of the century. But still, it matters vegetable, animal, and mineral. I am the very model of a modern major general. <laughs> Presto agitato, silver player, maestro. In fact, when I know what's meant by Mammalon and Revelin, when I can tell a sight of my rifle from a javelin, when such affairs are sorted and surprises, I'm aware yet, and when I know precisely what is meant by commissariat, 
win. I have no more privacy to be made in modern gunnery, but I know more of Texas than an office in an honorary. And when I was smattering of elemental strategy, you'll say a better major general has never rode a horse. Has only been brought down to the beginning of the century. Still, he made a vegetable, animal, and mineral. I'm the very model of a money made general. I am the very model. That's from Pirates of Penzance. And to finish off this week, News is the Musical which is running at the Troubadour Theatre in London near Wembley. And this is the King of New York. If you're in a show this week or you're going to a show, break a leg. See you next week. You don't need money when you're famous. They give you whatever you want gratis. Such as a pair of new shoes with matching laces. Permanent box at the sheep's head races. Strummy on the ride with a sour pickle. A personal puss on a wooden
from round here, for round here, 106.7, Ribble FM. There's a grief that can't be spoken. There's a pain goes on and on. Empty chairs at empty tables. Now my friends are dead and gone. Here they talked of revolution. Here it was they lit the flame. Here they sang about tomorrow. And tomorrow never came. From the table in the corner, they could see a world reborn. And they rose with voices ringing. And I can hear them now. The very words that they had sung became their last communion. From the lonely barricade at dawn Oh my friends, my friends, forgive me But I live and you are gone There's a grief that can't be spoken There's a pain goes on and on Phantom faces at the window Phantom shadows on the floor Empty chairs at empty tables Where my friends will meet no more Oh, my friends, my friends Don't ask me What your sacrifice was for Empty chairs at empty tables Where my friends will sing no more. On 106.7 FM, streaming from our website and on smart speakers, live and local, across the Ribble Valley, Ribble FM News.